And welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we will be talking with your favorite LGBTQ authors. I'm Anita Kelly, and my guest today is the Bold Strokes book author, Sandy Lowe. Hi, Sandy. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for being here. We finally connected. Yes, finally. Yeah. So how are things going in the new year? They've been great. We've been really busy. Um, I just came back from Australia uh, visiting my family over Christmas. So yeah, I'm back, back to work. Ah, How was Australia? It was great. It was, the weather was amazing. Um, There's lots of fires there at the moment, which is a bit disheartening, but everyone's pulling together. So. Oh, that's good. That's good. And your family's safe and everything? Yes, they are. Thank goodness. Oh, that's good. Good to hear. So, so Sandy, um, do you have any works that have recently come out or anything that is soon to be coming out? <laughs> um, so my last book, Party of Three, came out in August of last year. So it's, it's still kind of recent-ish. Yeah. Um, and I have another one um, called If You Dare that's coming out in December of this year. Okay. All right. So tell us about Party of Three. What is that about? Sure. So it is the story of three friends who go to a birthday party and each have their own kind of, you know, interesting, wild, erotic encounters. Um, And there's a thread that has to do with the birthday girl that ties all those encounters together um, and hopefully makes the book read like a novel um, rather than three separate stories. Okay, great. So it sounds like it's more of an erotica? Uh, I would probably classify it as erotic romance. Okay. There's definitely strong romantic elements um, in there. But yeah, there's there's a whole ton of sex. Okay. <laughs> All right. And how about if you dare, can you share a little bit about that or, or would that be yeah, revealing sure. too much? Okay. Um, so if you dare is, um, about Lauren who, um, is escaping a scandal, um, back in San Francisco and she comes home for the holidays to her small New York town. Um, and her best friend is trying to cheer her up. And she dares her to sleep with the next woman who walks through the door of the bar that they're in. Okay. Um, And that woman is the librarian of the small (laughs) town, and her name's Emma. Oh, my goodness. Uh, And so that's how they connect, through this dare that that Lauren has to to make happen. Um, And they, you know, eventually, um, throughout the course of Lauren's stay... Um, in her hometown and dealing with the repercussions of her scandal, uh-huh. managed to have, you know, a lot of really interesting sex and, you know, maybe fall in love, maybe not fall in love. You'll have to read the book to find out. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> I, I'm taking it Emma's not your mild manner librarian. <laughs> She's, I mean, I think that's how she presents herself to the world. But sometimes we all put on a mask. Uh The way that we, you know, uh, the way that others perceive us is not the way that we are, um, you know, on the inside or 
you know, in our minds. Mm-hmm. So We have our public selves and our personal selves. That's right. All right. So um, how many books do you have published to date? So I, oh gosh, so I, Hardy of Three is the only novel. Okay. Um, and then I have a novella called Irresistible. And I have a bunch of short stories um, in various anthologies. And I think there's one or two that we published as standalone um, kind of short stories. Okay. So I'm kind of just getting into the novel writing um, end of things. It's been quite a challenge. You know, you have a whole separate role with Bold Strokes, right? I do, yes. So how did you decide to write? (laughs) Um, I think, I mean, I've always had an interest in writing and books, obviously, and I would write for myself. Um, but I knew from my experience with Bold Strokes and my, you know, degree in publishing and whatnot, that I wasn't good enough, <laughs> uh, which is a hard thing to accept about yourself. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I didn't publish for a long time because I just didn't feel like I was really at the standard um, that I should be at in my writing. And when you're, you know, the senior editor of a publishing company, your work can't be, you know, like <laughs> mediocre, right? Yeah, you right. can't have someone pick up your book and be like, oh, well, that, you know, wasn't very good. Um, your, your reputation is at stake. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to make sure that... Um, that when I published my, you know, my writing was, was as good as it could possibly be. So I held off, um, for a long time and built my skill. And, um, you know, eventually I got to the point where I was like, yeah, this is, you know, this is good. This is something we we can publish. Wow. That's, that's, um, I never thought about it, but I guess that's quite a risk, right? It felt like it, it did. Um, I don't think other people, think about it as seriously as I did. Um, I'm sure not. So, you know, I mean, I don't think it was quite as, you know, dramatic as, as I anticipated it might be, but, um, you know, I do have a professional role at Bold Strokes and I was writing, you know, very erotic stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. and so like the clashing of, as you said, your, your public self and your private self, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the kind of clashing of those and the merging of those was, um, was a big decision. So I'm sure it was. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I really never gave that much thought, but now that you're saying that I can see how, um, it would be, you know, you're putting yourself out there in a whole different way than mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not that business editor self, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, that's what you do. That's your other role at Bold Strokes, right? Yes. So um, I work with um, with Radcliffe, with Len Barreau, who is our publisher. Um, and she and I, we run the company together, basically. Um, she's my boss, and I do what she tells me. <laughs> That's not what I've heard. <laughs> I've heard it's the other way around. <laughs> it, it, it depends on the day sometimes. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, um, did your role or does your role as an editor give you insight into how to write or did that help you improve your writing craft? 
So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think I'm really fortunate as a writer to have access to so much information about publishing. Um, the work that I do at BSB is more like big picture editing. So I work with um, all of the authors that we've already um, have in-house, the ones that are already kind of under contract with us, and we work on their next book. Uh, and I look at, you know, what they're going to write next, and we work through that in a very big picture kind of way. Um, but that experience really gave me insight into, well, what do readers want to read? Um, and what kinds of stories, you know, appeal to people? And how can, how can someone write a story that is meaningful and appealing to them as an author and also weave in elements that are popular with the readers? How can you kind of compromise on that and come to a middle ground so that as a writer you're, you know, satisfied with your you know, your book and your writing experience and you're not just kind of churning out um, a story that, you know, doesn't interest you. Um, but you also, you know, want to be successful and write something um, that people want to read, I think, is important if you're going to be published. Right. If, if no one wants to read what you have to write, um, it just kind of sits there. And yeah. Um, yeah, so you have to, you have to really know your audience, I guess. Um, and I can see where editing would, would give you that advantage for sure. Yeah, I think it's a, um, it's a compromise. You know, I would never say that an author has to write a certain type of book. Um, but there are often ways that you can incorporate elements, um, that appeal to readers into the book that the author already has in mind. Mm -hmm. um, that aren't a big sacrifice, that aren't going to change the story, um, but that may or may not make, you know, a really big difference in um, the popularity of the book. So knowing all that in the back of my mind um, really did help me crafting my own story. Oh, that's great. That's great. So what do you prefer then? Do you prefer editing or writing or <laughs> mixing it up? Um, I think that depends on the day too. Yeah. It's very different. Um, you know, writing is so creative. You know, it's just you and the blank page and trying to make something out of nothing. Um, and my work is, um, it's very different. It's, you know, much more logical and it's collaborative and there's lots of different kind of balls in the air and things happening um, all at the same time. So... It's good to have both, <laughs> I yeah. think, a creative outlet um, that's just you and something that you create from your own mind, and then also have this um, kind of much more fast-paced and collaborative atmosphere at work where you get to use a totally different part of your brain and, um, and have lots of people to work with. Yeah, it sounds like you're using both your right brain and your left brain, right? Yeah, I mean, it's... You know, my, my editing work is creative to an extent, mm -hmm. but it's someone else's creation yeah. most of the time. Um, so it's more about fine-tuning, um, you know, than, than creating from scratch. Um, so how did you get involved with Bold Strokes specifically? 
Um, so I met Rad. Oh gosh, I was young. Um, I'm gonna say I was like 21. Um, I met her online. I was just a huge Rad fan, huge, huge Rad fan. Um, and how it happened was I was a social work student. I was in college um, as a social work student, and I was reading <laughs> Radcliffe novels to um, residents of an aged care facility. Um, <laughs> no they, way. Had, they had started a reading program. Um, they told me I could read whatever I wanted. <laughs> I was very young, and I didn't quite you know, realize that you know, they probably didn't mean <laughs> lesbian fiction when they said that. Oh my goodness, that's great. I just, I just thought the books were great and, you know, that's what I read. Did the uh, residents like it? You know, I read, um, I read the Honor series. Okay. And the characters in that series um, have quite gendered names. Yeah. One of them is Cameron. Yeah. Um, and so I think most of them thought it was a heterosexual books. <laughs> okay. Um, just because of the names and because of the way that the characters were described. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure. I mean, I didn't go out of my way to say like, okay, this is, you know, a gay novel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was reading um, Radcliffe novels and um, Above All Honor came out on audiobook. Um, well before Audible, you know, is as big as it is today, um, when audiobooks were still on CD. Mm-hmm. Um, it's horrible that I'm old enough to be like, oh, back when I was young. <laughs> oh, my God. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm getting to that age where where those things happen. But um, anyhow, so the book came out on CD. And the producer was in the U.S. and I emailed them and I said, hey, this is what I'm doing and I would love to have the audiobooks so that um, the residents who want to, you know, listen to it again can do that. Um, I skip the sex scenes when I read it, so maybe they want to listen to those. And I didn't really have any idea that this was, like, weird or strange or funny. Um, but the... <laughs> But the producer thought it was hilarious. Oh, uh, I was her new best friend. And she emailed Rad and said, you've got to meet this insane Australian girl who's <laughs> reading your books um, in this aged care facility. Oh, my goodness. And so Rad emailed me. And I kind of, like, had a little bit of notoriety from, from that experience. I think I kind of, you know, stood out a little bit. Oh, yeah. I could see that. <laughs> From her masses of fans. Um, so we traded a bunch of emails and it just kind of grew from there, honestly. We just, um, we really got along and we became friends. And then eventually um, we became co-workers and I moved to New York and the rest is history. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So you left Australia for bold strokes. I did. I did, yeah. I um Ended up getting a master's degree in publishing. Um, okay, I was wondering about that since you said yeah. you were in social work. Yep, so I did. I finished my social work degree, which I have to tell you comes in handy some days. Oh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I finished my social work degree and um, just my experience, you know, with, with Bold Strokes and Rad and doing some work from her from Australia. Um, I was really interested in publishing and I... Um, was able to get into a master's program for publishing. And we'd kind of 
figured out amongst the two of us that if everything, you know, went smoothly with that, um, and Rad was in a position to hire me once I graduated, then that's what would happen. Um, and it did, it worked out. That's fantastic. That's a great story. <laughs> Thanks. I never heard that before. That is awesome. So, um, do, do you still read Rad's books to oh, of course. the elderly? Oh, no, 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 I don't. I shouldn't I? You just read them to yourself, right? Yes, yeah, okay. I, I definitely still read them. Um, but no, unfortunately, I, I don't read them um, at, the, at the nursing home anymore. <laughs> oh, that's great. So um, what what is it like then? to be the senior editor of, I would say, probably the largest LGBTQ publishing house uh, in the United States, if if not anywhere. I don't know. Yeah, I think we're definitely one of the largest, um, if not the largest. It's, um, it's hard to say on any given day what, yeah. uh, what a publisher's backlist is. Um, it's an honor. Honestly, it's a dream job. Um, I moved, you know, from the other side of the world um, for this job, and I don't regret it um, at all. It's amazing. You know, I work for someone that I so admire um, and is so passionate about this work and with so many, you know, great authors um, that I'm so proud to publish and every day is just a new adventure. There's so many <laughs> different things going on, um, and different plates in the air. And it's, it's just interesting to kind of be able to like jump from one thing to the next. And, um, you're not doing the same thing all the time and you're working with different people all the time. Um, so I love it. I'll be here forever. That's fantastic. I'm so glad that it all worked out for you and you're so happy with it. Like, Thank you. That's so important. So, so tell us what what does an average day look like for you then? <laughs> um. Well, technically, I'm supposed to start at about eight, <laughs> but I'm not really a morning person. Okay. <laughs> Much to Radcliffe's despair. Like she gets up before the roosters. I think. I think she's done more work before I get to work <laughs> than I do all day. Yeah. I mean, it's, so yeah, our schedules are a little divergent like that. Uh, I kind of wander in sometime between 8.30 and 10. That's not um, too bad. <laughs> depending. <laughs> um, but uh, we run our company um, online. Most of our work is done through email. Um, so that's mostly just me at my computer. Um, working, responding to emails, and looking at um, authors, you know, works and their proposals for new works, um, looking at things like the blurbs for our books and the covers. Um, I manage all our, um, all our people, all our editors and our artists and um, typesetters and proofreaders and stuff like that. Um, so there's all that kind of stuff to do. Um, also pay everybody. <laughs> um, so there's all the royalties and um, all the invoices and stuff that need to get paid. So just all the things that go into, um, you know, running a business and keeping everybody on schedule. Wow, it sounds like you're busy. Yeah, I mean, it's 
it's fun though. I would rather be busy than be bored, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so, um, have you always, well, I guess you haven't always wanted to work in the publishing industry. Then if you were in uh, social work school for undergrad, mm-hmm. did you see yourself as like a therapist or? Um, I think I wasn't quite sure. I knew I liked people. Um, and I think it's very it's kind of a prestigious occupation to be a therapist. It's kind of like being a professor or uh, being a doctor or something like that. It's something that you see on TV um, and you know is like a real job and, you know, you get to wear like a fancy suit and, you know, talk to people about their problems. Um, and that was the the image that I had in my mind of, you know, what it would be like to, to be a um, social worker I'm thinking of Catherine in the Justice series. Yes, right? Wouldn't wouldn't everyone love to be Catherine? Mm -hmm. Um, But I got uh, most of the way through my degree um, where I was actually um, doing internships and whatnot in the field uh, and actually, you know, kind of understanding what it meant to be a social worker. And I was like, oh, gosh, this isn't quite what I thought it was going to be. Really? (laughs) And so I was kind of stuck because I was so far into my degree program. Um, And only just kind of realizing that, you know, perhaps this wasn't what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, And it was just kind of serendipitous that, you know, Radcliffe happened along (laughs) at the right time. Uh, and I had a, you know, an amazing, you know, opportunity fall into my lap. Um, yeah, that's but. just awesome. That really is. <laughs> so are you learning, like, um, every day, are you learning another, like, aspect of the publishing business? Um, or do you have that pretty well down now? No. <laughs> oh, there's always something new to learn. Yeah. Um, you oh. know, publishing is, like, is changing rapidly. Um, is it? Just- in the last couple of years, just, you know, with the explosion of, um, you know, subscription services and audiobooks and um, the access that people have um, in the publishing community now is kind of changing the game, um, which makes it, you know, really an interesting time to be a publisher. Um, so there's always something new to learn. So how long have you been with Bold Strokes? Um, I did... I started um, as a volunteer. Um, I would proofread the manuscripts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do was, a little bit of that. Yeah, so I was I was you know twenty one, twenty two, and I started doing that. Uh, and it's just kind of gradually evolved from there. Um, I was I think it was about twenty four when I moved here um, and started working for Rad full time. Wow, that's young. <laughs> Really, to move, to leave your, you know, home country and go to a whole other country. That's brave. Yeah, oh, thank you. Thank you. It didn't, it didn't feel like it at the time. But, um, yeah, looking back, it was like, well, that was, you know, gutsy to do that. Yeah. When you're young, you're just, like, charging ahead, right? Yeah, it was just like, this sounds cool. Yeah, not thinking about it, like, this is great. Not really, like, you know connecting all those dots like this is like a a a huge step you know yeah yeah no I thought my I think my parents 
you know, were a little concerned. Like, what do you mean you're moving to New York to work for a lady you met on the internet? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't sound so good, I guess. (laughs) So so they were a little dubious of the whole thing. but (laughs) But they're okay now? Yes. Yeah. No, they've, they've met Rad and her wife. Um, and yeah, they're, they're, they, they all get along. Um, awesome. So, yeah, that's good. That's great. So, so what's next for you, Sandy? Like you have, (laughs) you have a book coming out in December, right? Yes. So are you, still working on that um or are you moving on to something else and and i imagine that it must be difficult to be engaged in the editing aspect of it and kind of shift gears and and write a little bit Mm -hmm. um so i am still writing um but i'm i probably only have about 15 percent left okay so i'm almost done um, which is really good because it's taking me so long to write it. Um, so yeah, and then it'll. Um, I have my own editor, which is good. I don't edit myself, thank goodness. Nobody should do that. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that'll go um, to my editor, and she'll, you know, tell me tell me all the things that need tweaking in it. Um, and that's fun. I, I like I like the editing process. I like learning. Um, you know, all the, the craft mm-hmm. uh, of writing, um, all the things that I don't do in my day job in terms of like, how do you structure a sentence? And, you know, what are the grammar rules and stuff like that, that, um, mm-hmm. that I'm still learning too. So how long does it take before, let's say um, you uh, sign a contract with uh, a, a, an author and say they pitched a story to you how long does it take between you know from the time that maybe they have pitched the story until it's a published work Mm -hmm. it depends largely on how long it takes the author to write their draft okay um that's a big factor so for example with this draft i'm writing now it's taken me um more than a year to finish it, okay. which is very slow, <laughs> um, very slow writer. Um, but that's a big factor. Some um, authors like Rad, you know, they can write a book in three months. Yeah. Um, yeah. And some authors, you know, like me, um, take a lot longer. So that makes a big difference. Um, yeah. In yeah. terms of like, from the time when Bold Strokes Books has a draft to the time it gets published, um, it's like making a baby. It takes nine months. That's great. So, so that, that amazes me that some authors will just be able to crank out like three or four novels a year. That's, I I can't fathom that. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I don't know how they do it, but I think for some writers, writing is their job. That's what they do. And they sit at their, you know, desk and they write from, you know, eight in the morning to five in the afternoon and they can write three or four books a year. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's their job. Yeah. Um, and you have, you know, other writers who write, you know, who have, um, you know, their, their full-time job um, and they write on the side as a hobby. Um, so I think that's a big factor in how long it takes. Yeah, definitely. I can see that whether you're doing it full time or part time. Um, but even so that's, 
that's dedication really to the craft. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you are engaged in all those, uh, conferences, right? Like the golden crown literary society, right? Yeah. Um, and women's week. Did something, did something happen at women's week this past year? Oh, so many things happen at Women's Week. You're going to have to narrow it down for me. I don't know. I don't. I just um, had a note to myself to ask you about Women's Week. I'm not sure if something happened or I don't know. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or is this one of those what happens at Women's Week? Yeah, maybe it's at Women's Week. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think if anything scandalous happened at Women's Week. Um, <laughs> The only thing I can really think of is that for the first time, Brad and I did um, a Q&A together, um, basically where we, you know, shoot questions at each other, um, you know, for like 40 minutes to entertain. Yeah, how was that? <laughs> to entertain people. Um, and it can be, you know, anything about our books or about, you know, working together or um whatnot and so that went over quite well people <laughs> were very entertained by our dynamic working together oh um, i bet i'll bet you guys probably really mesh you're probably like an old married couple by now right <laughs> oh well I, I don't know i hope it's you know kind of sexier than that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is. I mean, you know, I would like to, you know, keep the illusion of, you know, it's it being wonderful. But um, no, it was a lot of fun because we know each other so well. We, you know, were able to poke fun at each other and make people laugh. So, oh, that's great, awesome. So, um, do you uh, like to hear from your readers and uh, you know, fans of Bold Strokes? Oh, sure. I will take any compliment you want to throw at me. All right. How will someone get a hold of you? Sure. Um, so I'm actually notoriously bad at marketing myself. Um, but <laughs> I'm on social media, um, on Facebook, um, as Sandra Lowe. You can find me there. Um, or through email, um, sandy at boldstrokesbooks.com. Um, that's, yeah, that's it. I'm really bad at at social media you'll have to teach me no no instagram or no Twitter. okay all right I'm old you are not old <laughs> <laughs> i know old <laughs> so okay so um your book that came out in august is party of three um, and I will definitely check that out. I haven't read that one yet. Oh, well, it's got it's got to be on your list for those, you know, cold winter nights. It'll okay. heat you up. Okay, great. Good. We're, we're, I think we're getting into those now that it's getting into February. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, it's been cold in New York for a good three months already. So, uh, we were, we, I'm just in Pennsylvania and we have been going back and forth between like 60, Degree one day it was even seventy degrees and then it would be like freezing the next so it's been weird. Yeah, it's it's you know it's weird weather these days. But no snow for us. Like no, you know we've gotten a couple dustings and so mm. nothing major. So all right, you can you can save party of three for the first snow. All right, I'll I'll do that. 
And we will be sure to look for If You Dare coming out in December for sure. Yep. That sounds like a good one. Can't wait to meet Emma. (laughs) Um, So do you have any parting words for us? Oh, gosh. Um, Thank you. Thanks to all the listeners for tuning in. And thank you to you for um, inviting me. I really appreciate it. Uh, I love podcasts. I listen to them all the time. And I'm glad that I could be a part of it. Awesome. I'm so glad you could be a part of this, too. I really appreciate you being here with us today. So um, I'm Anita Kelly, and that's all the time we have. And thanks for joining Liz Talk About Books, baby. And until next time, may your journey be lighthearted and peace be plenty.